I've been drinking too liberally. I need to get to the fountain at Tree People. By the way, that was Lisa Rinna again. Oh my God. I missed it. Hold on. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Kraft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this episode, we'll be talking about Schrodinger's cat, which is not an actual cat. Mm -hmm. It's a thought experiment devised by an Austrian physicist that pretty much summarizes our career right now. Mm And we'll be sharing our listeners' personal canaries in a coal mine. We got a huge response to that segment, and you all have a fascinating array of canaries. And then we have a Hollywood hack that was invented by two sisters at my daughter's school, and it happens to be perfect for actors. And Liz, I feel like we have to acknowledge that we sort of accidentally Mm -hmm. stumbled upon a children and animals episode. We have Schrodinger's cat, canaries in a coal mine, And a kid invention. If this were an episode of TV, we would be totally doomed. Yes, because for those who don't know, uh, those of us who make TV and movies always say never work with children (laughs) or animals because children and animals are notoriously unpredictable. And unpredictability when you're shooting a show or a movie costs money. And of course, both kids and animals can only work certain hours and you have to have special teachers and handlers. It just like spirals into a whole thing. But a podcast, so we'll be fine. Okay, before we dive into this children and animals episode, we have an update. Sarah, we are having a meetup on March 22nd. Yay! Sunday at 5 p.m. The location is still being nailed down. It's going to be in the valley. We have a couple of spots we're looking at. And... We have a special guest. Yes, we do. Gretchen Rubin, my sister, is going to be at the meetup. Yes, she's coming to town, and we were like, well, this is the perfect time. Yes, so Gretchen will be there, and also we will be selling our cups, our Sillipine cups. (laughs) Um, We we have ordered more, and they are hopefully on their way. So March 22nd, you can come, you can chat, you can meet Gretchen, you can buy a cup. It's going to be great. (laughs) And if you've been waiting for one of the Happier in Hollywood travel cups, we are going to start going down the waiting list at some point. But if you're in L.A., just come to the meetup. Yes. So stay tuned for that location for our March 22nd meetup. Okay, Sarah, it's time for From the Treadmill Desk Oven, which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And right now it's Schrodinger's cat. Am I saying that right? I think so. (laughs) You told me about this. You were shocked I didn't know about it. Okay, so Schrodinger's cat, it's it's a thought experiment developed by this Austrian physicist named Erwin Schrodinger, and there's a real scientific explanation online, in fact, many of them, and we'll also post a video explaining it sort of in lay terms on our Facebook group. But the upshot of Schrodinger's cat and I'm trying to do this off the top of my head instead of going to Wikipedia, (laughs) is basically, so Schrodinger posited that if you put a cat in a box with uh, a dangerous thing that has a 50% chance of going off or not going off, 
50% chance the cat will be killed, 50% chance the cat will be fine, and the cat is in the box, and you are outside the box looking at the box, the cat is both alive and dead at the same time. Yes. Which is kind of a fascinating way to think about things. Yes. Until you open the box and find out the cat is both alive and dead. And it's the action of opening the box, he says, that sort of kills the cat in some way. It's the null. Anyway, it's a, it, it evolves into this whole thing. But that is essentially how we feel every day right now. Yes. We realized <laughs> right now we have like seven projects that are both alive and dead at the same time. Yes. We're doing pitches and meetings and reading things and talking to people. And there are all of these things just kind of floating about. And some of them are well down a road and some of them are at the beginning of a road. But it's like, what's the road? Where does the road go? Yeah. And they're right now, they're all both going to happen and not going to happen at the same time. It's like, we're going to be on this show And this show, and we're not going to be on this show and that show (laughs) at the same time. We're going to develop this thing and that thing and also not. Yes, we're going to sell this thing and we're not going to sell this thing. The weird thing about this, Liz, I was thinking about this, is we are both the cat Mm. and the people outside the the box. You're right. (laughs) We are the cat and... And the people, it's like that you're absolute. That's why we're so messed up right now. Yes, it is. We're living in like so many multiple realities. Yes. Um, It's why we're waking up a lot in the middle of the night. (laughs) That's why I woke up at 345 this morning and never managed to go back to sleep. We have these cats in boxes and we are cats in boxes and we're looking at cats in boxes all over town. Yes. It's not particularly fun. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it at all. It's like we do love in our career that, oh, it's exciting and anything can happen around the corner and you never know what's next. But it is very wearing. Like, I have found myself going to bed sometimes as early as 10 o'clock, which is really early for me. Yeah. Because I am just drained (laughs) by this sort of psychic energy it takes to have all of these cats yes um everywhere meowing <laughs> or not meowing i can't take it being simultaneously alive and dead is exhausting it is and at some point and this is why i think it's exhausting at some point you have to open the box yeah and i don't know if it's better to know the cat is dead or right. to be in a place where we think it might be alive that is a good question. We always say we just want to know. Yeah. But then as soon as we know, we feel worse. But then we can recover. I mean, right. I do think that's the thing because we're not actually dead cats. Mm-hmm. We, we can then, like, right. we are good at then kind of bouncing right back. Yeah. I actually think the knowing and then just being able to move on yes, but, is better for us. Yes. Now, there are also cases, I will say, where it has been so long that you know yes. the cat is dead, even if you don't look in the box. <laughs> yes. You don't need to look in the box. Um, and this sort of goes with the yes comes right away, no never comes. Yes. You can wait a long time for that yeah. box to open. And at a certain point, the cat has starved to death, whether or not the bomb went off. True. That is true. So 
you know, we always look for action items. I don't know. I mean, the action items we have are just we're keeping on hiking. Yes, we, we are. Um, just that's kind of all we're doing to try to cope. <laughs> I mean, it's really yeah. hard. It's really hard. And it makes concentrating hard. Yeah. Which, you know, we're going to talk about actually in an upcoming episode. We're going to talk about how we can maybe concentrate better during this time of all these cats. Yes. Now, here's what I want to know. This is obviously very specific to TV writers and to, like, our Mm. just kind of weird career. I want to know if our listeners also have situations like this where they are, where there's a box with a cat. Yes. And they're going, is it alive? Is it dead? Yeah. Are are you the cat? Are you standing outside the box? Yes. Are you both? Yes. Let us know. Yes, please email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Next up, we're going to revisit the concept of canaries in a coal mine and hear our listeners' canaries. And Sarah, there are a lot of them. Yes. (laughs) But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for our Take Two segment. And this week, we are revisiting canaries in a coal mine. First cats, now canaries. (laughs) In episode 144, we shared our personal canaries in a coal mine, which is that little thing that lets us know we're off kilter and danger is coming if we don't change course. Yeah, so as a reminder, uh, miners used to bring canaries into a coal mine to warn them if there was too much carbon monoxide. Before the levels were dangerous to the miners, the canaries would die. So, Sarah, your canary is wanting to get another dog. Yes, if I find myself browsing uh, adoptapet.com, I know I need to do some self-care. And yours is buying conservative clothes, which I love. Yes, because I think it makes me feel like I am a person who moves about in the world, you know, in a in in a very responsible, <laughs> stable way. If I have that navy blue pantsuit like I bought. <laughs> yes. So Sarah, what we love about these personal canaries is that they're so individual. Yes. People sent in so many different ones, but some themes also emerged, which we will see. Um, So we got lots of emails, and there's a great thread on our Facebook group, if anyone wants to join the Facebook group and find that thread. And let's just get into some canaries. So Mike's canary was buying a new toy he doesn't need, and this one, of course, I love— 
a crafting item for a project he'll never do. <laughs> he said, it's like my inner child is trying to distract me. Oh, that's great. Sarah says hers is standing in front of an open fridge looking for happiness. <laughs> and there were, of course, a lot of food ones. And Amy's was watching the entire Buffy the Vampire Slayer series again. I'm pulling from Buffy's fortitude, she said. Well, of course, we appreciate that. Yes. Pauline says hers is buying new foundation or skincare because perfect skin will solve all problems. Yes, and Joan agreed with her. Joan just wrote Sephora. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, Melissa writes fanfic and Camilla reads fanfic. So I love that. <laughs> Amy said she hates every piece of clothing she's ever owned and can't decide what to wear, which I also very much identify with. Although that for me is not a canary in a gold mine. That's just like all every the time. day. Yeah. Rachel says she wants to do remodels on an apartment she doesn't own. <laughs> and you related to that. Oh, God. I Remember that duplex that I had on Normandy? Yes. I, like, I rented it and I redid that whole thing. Yes. <laughs> so I hear you, Rachel. Tracy rips rooms apart and starts renovations. So there's a, a remodeling theme. People, yes. the, for a lot of people, the canary has to do with remodeling. Yes. And Amanda binge watches HGTV, which is not actually remodeling, but kind of watching other people remodel. Yes. Tammy micromanages her family. Ah, trying to gain control. I'm yes. sure everyone appreciates that. Yep. Laura goes to the wine store and stockpiles wine in many varieties, much more than I need, because I just never know what I might feel like drinking and who might want to drink <laughs> with me. I like that you're bringing other people yes. into your canary. Dolores binge watches Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. That seems like a good thing to do. I know. That's probably, um, you know, helpful. Yes. There were lots of junk food yes. uh, canaries from chips to Reese's to nachos to spare ribs. <laughs> yes. And then Megan said that she her canary is leaving cabinet doors open like she's too busy to close them. I, of course, don't know what Megan looks like, but I had this image of my head of a woman walking into a kitchen and just like all the cabinet yeah. doors being open and going, oh, wait. What's funny is I <laughs> often leave cabinet doors open, but that's just who I am. Yeah. It has well, nothing that's to do cool. with it being a canary. In a Every person's mind. canary is so, you know, their own thing. I love that. Carolyn said hers is the same as my sister Gretchen's. It's rereading Kidlet. Mm. A lot of people, I think, find that reassuring. Yes. Liz binges romance novels. Mm, I can relate to that. <laughs> yes. Courtney deep cleans and organizes. That's something else that emerges as a theme. Cleaning. Yes. yes. Kathleen said she, mine is cleaning things that I would never ordinarily clean like the pencil sharpener. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's when you know it's bad. Tamara says online shopping. When boxes start arriving, my husband knows I'm stressed. Sarah, this reminds me of friends we had who were running a show and it was really stressful. And um, one of them said that she had an Amazon box arrive every single day. So she ordered herself something every <laughs> single day. She just needed that. Yes. Yes. Um, Shannon said, I realized a few years ago that the amount of stuff I carry around with me, literally like in my tote bag or purse, is in direct correlation to my mental state. The heavier my bag, the more stressed I am. Just recently, I started unloading things from my backpack to see if it works in reverse. Oh, I like that. That's really insightful. 
Carly said, when my hair is more comprised of dry shampoo than it is hair, I know it's bad. (laughs) And Indira said, House Hunters International Marathon. I start imagining and searching for houses to buy in Paris, quaint French hamlets and small hill towns in the Italian countryside. It's a way of escaping whatever unhappiness is going on and reinventing my life. That's when I know I have to buckle down and attack what isn't working in my life. And that was another big theme. And that's a big one for me as well. Just sort of looking all over for where else I could possibly live. Yes. You spend a lot of time looking at houses in Minneapolis. Yes. Yep. Between, like, North Carolina and Minnesota and Ojai, Redfin gets a lot of my attention. It's so funny because I have literally never done that. (laughs) Not one time. (laughs) I don't understand that at all. (laughs) Elizabeth, and I should say this is not me because it's something someone could imagine me doing, (laughs) said a giant pile of clothes by the bed because she's normally tidy. Well, that's not that part's not me, but a giant pile of clothes by the bed. I can relate. That's just every day. Yeah. Stephanie said wanting an exotic parrot. Mm, I know. Back to the animals. Mm-hmm. Rochelle said her canary is when she starts thinking, I need to go to a psychic. I don't believe in psychics, but I did back in my 20s. Now when I consider going to see one, I realize it means I am really off the rails and need to do some introspection and self-care. Well, that's very interesting. I know. And then Melissa wrote, loved your latest episode. I, too, had a pilot at ABC and got the sorry we really loved it but aren't going with it call. As soon as I got the call, I found myself on Zillow looking at farms in Mm. Vermont, apartments on the Upper West Side of New York City, macadamia nut farms in Hawaii. If I can picture myself snowshoeing in Vermont to a great public library in between tending Mm -hmm. to my alpacas, maybe I don't need ABC. So we are, Melissa and I are aligned. Yes, yes. You, too, need to start an (laughs) alpaca club. There you go. Danielle wrote, your canary in the coal mine question on this week's episode really got me thinking about my own coping activity. First, let me back up. About 10 years ago, I took control of my health for the first time and lost a bunch of weight. I learned about healthy proportions, taught myself how to make delicious meals with natural food, started doing smart and sustainable exercises, and took my all-around self-care very seriously. My family and I went plant-based for about a year, and that was the best I've ever felt in my life. Fast forward to today, when I feel myself spiraling, I tend to go on a green juice fast. It's usually about five to seven days long, and I've just realized that I do it to regain control and get a quick, I feel so much better fix. It also jumpstarts my healthy eating when I've fallen off the carb and sugar cliff. Note, this happens often. Thanks for making me think about my dead canary. I'm still going to juice, but at least I can now identify why I'm doing it. So I, she's put in a link to this green juice that she likes. I could never do a fast um, with green juice for probably even a day, much less five to seven. But it looks like a really good green juice. And of Mm. all the canaries in the world to have, juicing a bunch of green things is a pretty (laughs) good one. That is a good one. (laughs) Um, So we're going to put a link to this particular green juice in our show notes if you're interested in um, Danielle's canary slash green juice. So listen, thank you everyone for sharing your canaries. And if you're experiencing a canary today, take care of yourself. Don't get a dog or a parrot or move to a macadamia nut farm. Have Just a green figure juice. figure out what's bothering you. Meditate. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, a Hollywood hack that should be at table reads everywhere. But first, this break. 
Okay, Sarah, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack, the Sozy Annotator. You're going to have to explain this to everyone. (laughs) Okay, so this was invented by twin sisters at Violet's school, Sophie and Izzy. They realized that when they were taking notes, uh, they would have a pencil and they would have a highlighter and they were constantly going back and forth between the two of them. And so they invented this thing that's a pencil on one end and a highlighter on the other. And it's kind of ingenious. And of course, I think they must have talked about it at school and Violet was like, I have to get a Sozy annotator set. So I looked them up and realized these things are perfect for actors because Mm. at table reads, what happens is, you know, all the actors are at the table with the script in front of them and you always see them highlight, highlight, highlight. But then they also have a pen so that they're taking notes and whatever. This is the kind of thing mm-hmm. I think that every actor in L.A. would be like, oh, wait, why don't I have this? Yes, the Sozy Annotator. Such a good idea. And, and of you course, have them, and I have to say they're a very, um, very pleasing package. They are. They're like a very appealing little set. And can we just talk about the fact that twins invented something and are selling it. I know. It's amazing. Yes. Good young for them. entrepreneurs. Yes. So anyway, children and animals this episode. Yes. These are the children. Sophie and Izzy are the children. Go Sophie and Izzy. And if you would like a Sozy annotator, you can find them at sozypencils.com. And of course, we'll put a link in our show notes. Okay, Liz, it is time for this week's totally unofficial and very short celebrity sighting because we said we weren't going to use her again. Yes. But what can I say? We saw Lisa <laughs> Rinna, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yet again. Again. I mean, she seems to like Fryman Canyon as much as we do. Yes. No, we have the same schedule, clearly, <laughs> yes. for hiking. So we, She's got to get a restraining order against her. I know. Sorry, Lisa Rinna. Yes. We're not trying to follow her. It's just she keeps showing up. We um, don't bother her at all. No, we don't. <laughs> Although she might like it if we said, we love you, Lisa. We should have her come on the podcast. We really should. If I would love nothing more. I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's just funny because we said, well, we're never going to use her again. But then we saw her again. So now we're never going to use her again. <laughs> just know we, get, we just keep on seeing Lisa Renna and Harry Hamlin. And it's awesome. And that is it for this Kids and Animals episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to everyone at Cadence 13, and as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. You know, when we're not dead cats. Right. Or Hopefully alive. all the cats won't be dead. We just need one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know.
Uh. From the Onward Project.